0: The DNVR Avalanche Podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Free Skate Friday. Not exactly a very exciting or happy Free Skate Friday as we already have at least one team delaying the start of their NHL season due to COVID. Um, it's It's been a bit of a day. It's certainly been a bit of a day for the NHL. Uh, let's, let's just start with Dallas's training camp completely shut down after six players test positive for COVID and two staff members as well. Um, so they are they will not start their season until January 19th at the earliest, with a 10-day quarantine period. Not great. <laughs>
1: Suddenly happy that they're out of the division, so it's not our problem. I get to, not my pig, not my farm, that's where I go, boy, that sucks, yeah. and then don't think about it again.
2: <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, it's probably not going to be the last time this happens this year. So, But yeah, I mean, they're not in the division, so it's not the not the ass problem right now. I guess that's true. And the- How do you like those old guys getting a more condensed schedule?
0: Yeah, oh. I didn't even think about like. I don't even, the NHL is giving them one week to make stuff up at the end of the year. Like, Dallas is already going to be pushing it to play all 56 games now. Um, the other one, which you know, I suppose also doesn't really affect the Avs, but Columbus Blue Jackets have randomly 18 players not showing up to their uh, training camp. Well, presumably they're around, but in at least contact uh, quarantine contact Maybe they're revolting yeah. <laughs> deciding not to show up. Yeah. yeah. Um, so this is, I, I think this was kind of one of the concerns as, as we have multiple teams around the league with this happening to with such a short period for training camp under this situation. It's why, back in November and, and even in early December, AJ and I were pushing to where they needed to get stuff done because something like this could happen.
1: Yeah. Um, you know, tried and they're tried they trying to cram everything in and this is just one of the things that happens, man. I think, honestly, six players testing positive, you have to know what that, the, the contact tracing from that had to be. Pretty significant, yeah. I think that's why they're like, "just shut it down." We're good for a week. Mm -hmm. Two coaches, too, right? Those two staff members. Yeah, not fully
2: clear. Who knows? You know. And and Columbus is in that division too, aren't they? Because that's the mixed division, East and West. So that division's off to a great start.
0: Yeah. I should go get my DNVR hat. Oh, well. Yeah. This was, this was <laughs> not planned. I just
1: found us as I was going through my room. Oh, like, <laughs> right. A DNVR
0: hat. He's got the OG shirt. He doesn't need the hat. Wow. Nice to have you, Jimmy. I guess it's only it's what, like 9 p.m. there? Not too crazy late. Appreciate yeah. appreciate you following. Yeah, th- that one is by far the best one, by the way. The big block letter DNVR. Don't let anybody tell you otherwise. Mm-hmm. So, go get that hat. Highly recommend. As As far as the NHL is concerned, uh, as far as we know, the Avs still haven't had anyone else test positive. Uh, they're still dealing with what we assume is a few people in contact tracing quarantine. But the fact remains that while other teams... Are announcing things like this while other teams have media access. Colorado is one of the teams that just doesn't. So, <laughs> uh,
1: and we have a, an organization that apparently has no interest in trying to help us out here. Yeah, um, you know, I that that might be an unfair thing to say, but watching as their social media team just doesn't give a shit. Um, I mean that dude would have the easiest content ever and we would all be glued to twitter every minute of the day if that person was just 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 showing what's going on so
2: yeah it's it's hard to get hyped with a 15 second clip of a couple passes and then a missed pass and then the clip's over so mhm like what that's really the best clip you could find like you couldn't find another one to get people hyped up
1: well it's like you should have known, like, okay, you had the best of intentions when you started recording, and then you stop. Like, that happens, you stop recording, and you're like,
0: yeah, let's this play is that the baby clip. off. It, like, come on. I mean, here's what's frustrating to me, is they clearly have someone in there with a camera that can record hockey. It's not that hard to just go live with that on YouTube.
1: Throw it up on Periscope. Just have at it.
0: And and just, like, set up a camera and give us a wide-angle view of the ice. And, it's like, people will eat that up. I guarantee you, you would get thousands of views on YouTube if you just throw up a training camp stream of a a still camera.
1: All three of us would be sitting there watching it.
0: Yep. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
1: I don't know, man. It's. I get that these are weird times, but this feels like their dream scenario. They've never been big on media as in in general uh and this is this is the perfect excuse for them to it's
0: just just it's such a struggle for me because you're not there's nothing you can really take away from a team's training camp you're not gonna pick up what they're gonna do in game situations based off of some training camp drills. Even even a training camp scrimmage is this isn't like football where you it's not allowed to go in and record them because you'll pick up a bunch of stuff. Because hockey doesn't really have set plays like that.
1: Well and even the ones that do almost always require certain things to happen in order for you to use them. Right. You know, you have to win a face off. You have to be in a certain situation. You know, there's Oh, you're on a you're on a power play? Well Guess what? They're not the only team in the league that utilizes a drop pass for their zone entry. Wow, what a wrinkle. It's it it, it would be no competitive disadvantage for them. But this is the same this is the same team that, you know, Jared Bednar over the last two years just decided he was no longer announcing the starting goaltender because he said he didn't want to keep giving the other teams that information.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, like people are mentioning, plenty of people okay. are Plenty of teams are streaming scrimmages. I think Columbus was even like, hey, our scrimmage from yesterday, we're just going to put it up on YouTube. You can go watch it whenever you want. Um, And I honestly not letting us in there, like I get it. It's because of what's going on. But the fact of the matter is it's an accumulation of everything. You still have the altitude dispute that people can't really watch the games unless they go through hoops. And now season starts in five days and – we're supposed to get hyped on 10-second clips? Like, how are you building a fan base here? Yeah, you
1: have... I I could understand when they were coming off a 48-point season where it was like, don't
0: look at us! We're (laughs) horrific! Totally.
1: I could have gotten that, where they were like, look, we don't want... that. You know, media is going to be mean to us. They're going to say mean stuff about us. They're going to say we're incompetent. They're going to say all the things that deserve to
0: be said back then. And now all we
1: want to do is love them.
0: This is the best this team has been in probably at least 15 years, maybe more going into a season where the city of Denver should be losing their minds over how good this team is. And they can't because there's no availability. And unless you have not Comcast locally, you get to watch five games of the regular season this year of this team. So it's tough right now.
1: This is what I'm saying, man. Like, this should be full-blown hype machine. And instead, I'll, I don't even know what to write based on our media availability today. I don't know what to write about because it was the fourth, fourth day in a row of player interviews of our main goal is to win the Stanley Cup. Look, on day one, that was awesome. But now it's like, okay, we get it. You guys are here to win the Stanley Cup. Cool. Like I'm fully on board. It's great. It's a great attitude. It's a great approach. It's the same story. You know, Brandon Sod is the new guy. All right, cool. Got it. Can we can we start playing some damn games here? Because these guys are gonna these guys are gonna smoke a bunch of teams this year. This is a this is a super good hockey team that we can't even get properly amped about because we can't we haven't seen them. Our first our first actual in-person exposure is gonna be on Tuesday. Yep. We're gonna get that's the first time we're allowed to go and only one of us is allowed to go, and then game days only one of us is allowed to go. Like we even have to take turns with this. This is <laughs> I'm this was not what I wanted to talk about on the show today, but it's where we are.
0: It's just, yeah. it's just where we ended up. Yep. There you go. Evan reporting on Lane Scott. It's not even a good picture either. <laughs> He's just that good. Good looking. <laughs> Even through yeah. the uh, low-bit Zoom calls, he's still looking sexy. Got it. Yeah,
1: 480p. The guy's still a
0: 1010. <laughs> Whatever. Yeah, and AJ and I, we have to determine how
2: we're going to fight out. No, I'm just kidding. We're going to have <laughs> little one-on-one Halo bat- battles on lockout or something like that. <laughs> yeah. Got to
0: figure it out, man.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> Only one person gets to go.
2: Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it's just disappointing because fans want to be hyped. Like... There's nothing – the Nuggets are off to a slow start. The Broncos are not playing. Yeah, yeah the, the Broncos just nothing finished to the do.
1: win season.
2: You want to be hyped? You want to watch this team play? And this is what we're getting. It's we the,
0: the most get the to make this avalanche town. That is much riper than it has been in a long, long time. Right. And, the, that, the
1: people that know what's up, they're super excited for the team. But not only can we not watch training camp, but then the season starts, you can't watch them on TV. Okay. Yep. This is way to know the moment, guys.
0: (laughs) (sighs) All right we can take our first period break there as we are sponsored by Breckenridge Brewery, the official beer of DNVR. With the bar now open in a limited space, you can get it down on tap. Eight different kinds if you want to go check that out. Or of course, you can always go down to the farmhouse where they have dozens of flavors, including the Mile High City Copper Lager. Highly recommend if you haven't tried it yet. Even if you're not local, you can check online with the Breck Beer Locator and find a liquor store that has it near you aj random question off the top putting you on the spot here for our draft kings pick of the week who's your dark horse to make the playoffs this year dark horse um san jose san jose well, let's see van jose Yay. to make the playoffs <laughs> plus 250 right now pretty solid bet right there can make yourself a little bit of money. Avs are minus 835, so everyone's pretty confident that they're going to make the playoffs. We have like, put, yeah, um, put down to 30 Gs much. to like, make some more money. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, but San Jose, a decent bet at plus 250. You can make yourself a little bit of money if you think they're going to have a bounce-back season. There's a couple of other interesting ones out there. I mean, you could go full crazy and bet on Ottawa. They're plus 650, but... That would be, I mean, you know what? Anything's possible in the Canadian division. We'll see. We'll see. I guess you could bet against someone too. That would be interesting. Get into a little bit of hate betting. Plus 500 <laughs> for the Maple Leafs to miss.
1: I was going to say, betting against Toronto is where yeah.
0: would be the first thing that I would look to. There you go. You can go plus 500.
1: What's uh? Can you bet against St. Louis making the postseason? Sure. Let's What's see that what that the odds
0: weekend? are. Uh, let me see. blues. There we go. Uh, plus two hundred and fifty for them to miss. Not as high as I was hoping. I mean, Detroit is minus five thousand to miss. So oh. <laughs> five thousand. Yep, far That's the Worst bet in this uh, entire segment of teams that may or may not make the playoffs. So. <laughs> Uh, anyway, if you want bets like these and other amazing ones, head on over to DraftKingsSportsBook.com and sign up for a new account. They have amazing boosts every single week, as you see at the bottom of the screen there. When you sign up a new account with code DNVR, you can get up to a $1,000 sign-up bonus. It's for a limited time only, so be sure to jump on it now. They have odds boosts every single day that change. Even if you're not a hockey better, you can bet on basketball, the football playoffs coming up. Pretty much any sport under the sun. So jump on it now. Again, download that DraftKings Sportsbook app and use that DNVR code when you sign up to let them know that we sent you on over there to get that $1,000 sign up bonus. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Restrictions apply. See slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast for free skate Friday.
1: Just this is an interesting question here that we just got.
0: Yeah, fire it off. I, I Someone else say it because I'm not going to be so able to the, find it.
1: Is the coach on the hot seat if we don't get to the finals? The real question that I – because that I think is probably a little too vague, but I think I would rephrase it as to what would have to happen for Jared Bednar to be – to have his job in jeopardy.
0: To have his job in Jeopardy legitimately, I yeah. think they'd have to miss the playoffs. And it would have to
1: be no injuries. Yeah,
0: like healthy just, season, no excuses, just miss. Um, I The fan base, I do not think would be very happy with the first round exit, but I don't think that's grounds for firing.
1: I guess it kind of depends what the first round looks like, like how it happens. Right, because I think there would be louder questions about Bednar had the abs gone out 4-1 to Dallas. That they made it a seven-game series and that the story became what it did. We yeah. weren't really talking about Bednar anymore because back-to-back game sevens, right? Like, it was like, okay. But I think I see if, you lose, if you lose in the first round, you go out 4-1.
0: Yeah, especially if the Evs are like the one seed and they drop into yeah. San Jose or something.
1: The, the 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 question that I would have, like, if you were you know, if, if Colorado and Vegas get the two and three seeds and you lose that first round, like we all believe that these are the two best teams in the in the West. I guess it's not yeah. really the West this year. The Honda. Yeah, <laughs> the two best teams in the in the Honda. <laughs> um would you still feel the same way? Like would going out? Cause I feel like if they go out in the first round to a fourth seed of Minnesota, San Jose, Anaheim, you know, whoever um is a little bit different than if they go out to a Vegas or a St. Louis in round
0: one. True. Context definitely matters in that question for sure. Um The, what Kira is asking, I think is where it gets a little bit more interesting. Certainly the fan base yeah has been unhappy with the assistant coaching staff and special teams for a while now.
1: Yeah. Uh, I don't think, I don't think Parker was in any danger.
0: Same. I think he's just fine. Yeah. Uh, But probably less Nolan Pratt, despite the, the weak penalty kill in the playoffs, a lot more vitriol, I guess we can call it uh, for the power play side of things.
1: Yeah, and, you know, Ray Bennett has a long history of success as a power play coach, and I think that's probably why he got the benefit of the doubt with last year. Yep. Is that even in Colorado, his success has been higher than that. So it's like, we'll see how this goes. Um, Parkle, I don't think, is any danger. Pratt, I think, should be. Okay. Um, I just, because the big, Pratt, I think it's, it's complicated with Pratt. Because the PK hasn't been very good in his tenure. In four years, yeah, uh, I think I went back and I looked at it, and it it, it finished thirtieth, twenty fifth, fourth, and thirteenth last year. And the year it finished fourth was on the back of the third greatest season in the last three years of a PK at home, where they they had a ninety one point seven success rate at home, just totally randomly, like. Unbelievable season. It was the third greatest, um, third third best season in the last 30 years in like a home road split on the PK. And on the road, they were like 25th. So the PK wasn't actually that good. It was buoyed by just a really random, outrageously good season only on home ice. Yeah. So Pratt, I think, should be in serious trouble. Um, this, this should be do or die for Pratt. Bennett probably just given the talent on hand, the, sh- the lease should be shorter for Bennett as well. Um, Parkland, I'm not, I'm not concerned with it
0: all. To be honest, there's nothing he can do about goaltender injuries, certainly, which was yep. the only real goaltending problem last year.
1: And, and really, the play he's gotten out of the goalies, by and large, has been good.
0: Outside of the month of December, it's been very, very <laughs>
1: good. <laughs> yeah, it was really just that one stretch. Yep um with with Grubauer and Varley for the month and a half that December and in January where they were just not they were awful man yep but otherwise like those guys were both good well hey they're both good goaltenders mm-hmm. Grubauer has been good in the regular season they got the season they did out of France's last year uh the AHL goaltending has been good I really don't know that you could have an, any kind of an issue with UC Parkle at this point yeah yeah and
2: I mean, Colin just mentioned Pratt was on Bednar's staff, but I believe Pratt was hired before Bednar was, actually, because he was supposed to be with yeah. Waugh, and then the whole thing happened. Right. But, yeah, for Bednar to get fired, it would take a lot. Um, missing the playoffs, obviously, is one thing. Um, I think kind of a, you know, not saying that this would happen, but if the Avs had a disappointing season, I wonder how, you know, you have a superstar who knows that this is his time, mm-hmm. this is his team's time, you know, would he want, you know, some, some, I guess something to happen here. But, you know, you, you do look at the assistants, especially Pratt, who's been here the whole time as Bednar, maybe like a switch up there first, as opposed to the full head coach and a whole new sk-
0: coaching staff. So. I mean, I hear you, but also McKinnon doesn't feel like the galaxy brain type player, like a LeBron to.
2: And uh, yeah, that's what I mean. But this isn't the NBA we're the NBA stars control everything, but um, he. I think the organization knows that they have a a time frame here with his contract to yeah, get things sure. done. So, um, but yeah, I mean, we if if Sakik didn't fire Bednar after an awful year, you know, I feel like it's going to take something catastrophic to get him fired.
1: I mean, I think I think if they if they don't get past the second round in the next two years. You have to move on. Like at that point, the message is getting stale. You're not growing anymore. You're not moving forward anymore.
0: You gotta be able to close. Yeah. You know?
1: Yeah, exactly. You can't you can't keep running into the same wall over and over uh with no progress. It it's just I think at that point it's not a this guy's incompetent, it's this just is no longer working. Mm-hmm. So change yeah. it up. Yeah.
0: That's it's the exact type of career path where he 100% gets another job in the NHL somewhere else. He is, he
1: is anyway. He's had too much success in Colorado developing a young roster uh, for him not to be, he, with the you know how the NHL is. Yeah. He's 100,000% getting another job. Yeah. I mean,
2: someone just mentioned in the comments about John Cooper, if he was ever, I I mean, I'm sure the fans were calling from, but I really doubt the innate, the lightning were thinking, let's get rid of this guy. Cause he's one at every level too. Like they know he's capable of it.
1: With that, I think that was, that was one where they were having the conversation that I just brought up where it It, was like, this clearly just isn't working under this guy. You know, I think last year was probably do or die for John Cooper in Tampa Bay. It was either get it done or we're going to move on.
0: Yeah. Mm -hmm. The first round exit for them. I don't want to say there were no excuses because they were dealing with things like a headman injury and, yeah and a few other things but to get swept by Columbus in the first round is that's the kind of thing it would take to actually legitimately raise the question of firing the coach
1: right and that's what it did it, it did it in Tampa Bay and that was a kind of come to jesus moment for the entire organization where it was like are we ever going to get this done and then they went out and they had a good, another really good regular season and they were bomb in the in the postseason Yep, And they they exercised that demon. I mean, for them to get Columbus early on in the playoffs, I think that was a good thing for them. Because they were able to, that five overtime game, it was yep. like, they are we ever going to get past these it guys? Was
0: over, yeah.
1: Why do these guys have our number? What the hell is happening here? And then they won that game, and then they just broke through. At that point, it was all downhill for them. It was, you know, it was ex- expectations being realized. And so I think... Colorado, it's it, Colorado is a very 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 similar team in in terms of their their skill level and their their ability to play a lot of different styles and top oh, to bottom on the roster yep. the big thing is, is that they don't have Victor Hedman and they don't have Andre Vasilevsky. if they can get a reasonable facsimile of, of Vahalevsky uh with Grubauer we trust in Kale McCarr and the gang to to put the, the defense together as a whole.
0: Kale gang represent <laughs> could you imagine gang signs? I have
2: a hard time like even coming up with ideas of how the Saves team would miss the playoffs, mainly because of this of this division. The division, yeah. <laughs> like this isn't the central anymore. If yeah. they did somehow miss the division, I'm like trying to even think how it would have yeah. happened. Uh, enemy number
0: one is like COVID on how they miss. <laughs> well, I mean, the
1: for, them to, for them to miss the playoffs, John Gibson goes off in Anaheim, and a lot of those young guys take big steps forward all at the same time. That happens. San Jose, all their old guys turn back the clock maybe two full years, and those guys all kick ass, including both goaltenders. Dubnik and Jones both, both remember how to stop pucks. And those two teams – Ascend to the postseason, Vegas and St. Louis hold off Colorado. Yeah, maybe maybe a year or two or something. Yeah. That that's the only that's the only way that I see that, that would happen. But otherwise the division's just too weak.
0: Yeah. I, I agree. I, something barring the entire division essentially playing unconscious, something drastic would have to happen to the Az for them to miss the playoffs entirely, which You can have the conversation of the Evs getting in as a third or fourth seed being disappointing in and of itself. Forget missing the playoffs. If they're not one of the top two seeds, probably not going to feel like they lived up to expectations.
1: Yeah, well, Mike's advantage is going to matter again. They want to be in Denver for this. You don't want to have to go through Vegas or, God, they don't want to have to go
0: through St. Louis. Yep. St. Louis especially, that home ice is...
1: Well, if you go and you look at the ABS franchise history, even going back to the days in Quebec, no good. they can't win in St. Louis, dude. They have like a 40% winning percentage or some nonsense in St. Louis. It's awful.
0: Well, I mean, the interesting thing there especially is Vegas is a very tough building to play in if there are fans. But how yeah. many fans are there going to be come playoff time? We don't know yet.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: So, the Avs kind of got over the
2: Vegas thing last year, but they, I'm they well, a lot of teams, teams I think. Have, yeah.
1: have <laughs> I, I mean, they've the Avs have I think they've won the season series against Vegas
0: most of the years. I think it's mostly because they just had two home games against them. But.
2: well, I, I mean, the Vegas flu that first year was very much like a thing, it seemed like, and but I think. I haven't looked at the numbers but it seems like teams have kind of figured it out a little bit since then.
1: Yeah, well, it's not absurd anymore. Mm-hmm. Like they were unbeatable that first year and then, you know, it's a great environment and they play really well there, but, you know, Colorado Colorado specifically has not struggled a lot with Vegas. Yeah. Which was funny because Vegas smoked them in their first ever preseason game in Colorado and there was a Certain media outlet that likes to cover only the Broncos that just like had like a layup line on their show the next day, uh, on the ads about how pathetic the franchise was because they got blown out.
2: Here's Bednar waiting for everyone already.
0: (laughs) Yeah, him waiting, him waiting on us would be a nice change of pace. Yeah, I'll raise my hand. (laughs) Wait, are you doing this interview live on the show? Impressive.
2: I am not. Well, I mean. Someone's asking him questions right now. <laughs> I'm just gonna like raise my hand and just have him listen to our podcast. For...
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: it's one way to get Bednar on the show, I guess. <laughs> yeah, um, we yeah. can take our second period break there. Let you guys know about Hassle Cattle Company. Hassle Cattle Company equals hassle-free meat life. We brought you damn good beer. Now we're bringing you damn good beef. And Hassle Cattle Company is the best source for farm-to-table Wagyu beef in the country. They come from out of Texas, and they ship all over the USA. They call their beef blue-collar Wagyu because it's the best Wagyu that every man or woman can afford. And Hassle Cattle Company offers a bunch of different types of that Wagyu, whether it be smoked sausage, New York strip, Beef bacon, Wagyu Frank, even jerky flavors, including sweet and spicy. Their hamburger even one Food Network's Northeast Burger Jam. So they have amazing meat top to bottom. Highly recommend you check them out. You can get that 10% off when you use code DNVR10 when checking out at HassleCattleCompany.com. That's H-A-S-S-E-L-L-CattleCompany.com with that DNVR10 code. And any orders over $200, you get free shipping as well. Be sure to check them out. If you're a meat lover, you will not be disappointed. Third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast. Evan, if you want to go do the interview, you're <laughs> free to leave, my man. Well, I'll get, Keaton Middleton didn't pass his physical,
2: so they're figuring out. So, I'll be back. Okay.
1: Oh. The guy on an AHL contract. did not, not to, like, dismiss Keaton Middleton as irrelevant.
0: That's rude. Sure, but probably not too impactful to the avalanche, specifically. Um, Yeah, so let's get into the other kind of major topic of the day As we're finally starting to see teams put a significant number of players onto waivers here. Uh, we talked about the abs sh- should probably ideally be targeting a third goaltender through these waiver options. Anything interesting to you stand out today, AJ on the waiver wire? Uh,
1: I mean, you had, so the abs put eight players on to start with the abs. They had eight players that went on waivers um burrows drives mcdonald magna renew salamaki Vecchioni, and tynan the name that's not on there that is of interest is kiefer sherwood yep so that is you know when we talked to better the first time uh last weekend he said that sherwood was going to be working with the first group he was a guy they really liked and they just wanted to see what he had Clearly Sherwood has done enough to continue to stick around in the main camps and and impress and not get put on waivers yet. Um, None of this, a lot lot of this is just roster formality for now. Um, It's not a, it doesn't mean any of these guys won't be on the taxi squad or whatever. You have to go through waivers in order to be on the taxi squad. So this is just setting this up. But the fact that these guys are all on waivers I think is a really good sign, and that they've still got all the young kids around. Right. Um, they've you still, you know, obviously Byram isn't there yet. Uh, well, he'll he should be getting into town today uh, to begin his quarantine, and then Cout, uh, Bowers, Gilbert Timmons.
0: It's as much about those guys not, not being there. on waivers yet. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Well, they're so those guys. There are no official like transactions yet. Sure. So. We don't know who's getting sent up or down, but that the first roster moves that we know about are eight guys that we were like, "Look, these are all AHL players who should be good AHL players. Let them do the thing." Yep. Um, that's an encouraging start. We've talked about the Abs claiming goaltenders on on waivers. Two of them went on waivers. Uh, Eagles goaltender last year for 10 seconds, Antoine Bibo from Carolina <laughs> is one of them. And then the other one is Anthony Stellars from Anaheim. You could make an argument for getting either one of those guys, um, but I would wait. Stalars has a two-year deal. Bebo, things yeah. didn't really go great here last year for him. So I. if the Avs really wanted to bring him back, they could have just done that. <laughs> Yeah. They could they could have tried that in the offseason, season. Um, so I think I, I think I would I would continue to wait. There's going to be a lot of goalies that go through waivers in the next five days. Uh, wait.
0: All right, all right, chat. That dog toy back there is like in pretty good condition for my dog. Like the fact that there's any of it left means that he hasn't fully destroyed it yet. So it's doing pretty well.
1: <laughs> just just some stuffing back there. Yeah,
0: that he will tear these things to pieces he has no mercy when it comes to his toys so a little bit like the abs in this Honda division I'm hoping
1: the the abs are going to be Rex and the the division is the dog toy exactly (laughs) Eric to make a graphic of that
0: (laughs) oh there's a there's a meme on Reddit hold on hold on maybe I can find it Uh, meanwhile so the goaltender market hasn't heated up yet um, it will, it will, And you've talked about, I think Detroit has like seven goalies or something ridiculous. So they have to pass a bunch of dudes through waivers. It's, it's just kind of a waiting game for the Avs to, uh, sort it out. All right. Yeah, here we go. So the title is called say win and it looks like this. <laughs> that's, that's the abs yeah. in the Honda division right there. Shout Shoutouts yeah. to Greg Tilapia on Reddit for the top quality meme. I'm, all right. I'm about it, man. I'm saying. Dude, memes are my jam, especially when they're memes about the abs being good. I will take it all day long. Um, for the abs heading into this season is uh, let's, let's go with this angle. Do you think the shortened training camp will benefit them more than most teams, or is it pretty even playing field? Because we've seen the abs have quite a bit of success after these, these shortened training camps. Bednar earlier in, in camp talked about how they're taking the same approach they did in the bubble. And that worked out quite well for them.
1: I'm not too concerned about it um they really haven't been a slow starting team under Jared bedner yeah even in the forty eight point year you remember that team started nine nine and one yeah they
0: were five hundred it wasn't that bad until the season yeah. got going a bit yeah it wasn't it wasn't
1: bad until they got to nine ten and one and then things went <laughs> bad they went south in a really big hurry, yeah, but that like like last year, you remember, because remember last year, they won their first eight games.
0: Yeah, they were um, like eight, one and one or something, I believe. So. Yeah,
1: or they, they uh, had no regulation losses until the ninth or tenth game yep. in St. Louis where they lost 3-1 and Rantanen got hurt. Yep. So all this all this Minnesota talk in, in the chat, they definitely have a chance to be the fourth team in a really bad division. And that's their best hope. Um, yeah, the, the apps really haven't been very slow starters. They gave, unfortunately last year, you know, they gave that back. Do you remember? Remember? Cause they had that losing streak yep. right at the beginning of November where they played
0: Arizona and Dallas a bunch of times and, and it didn't and go very well. And Their team just completely fell apart at the seams injury wise, but
1: <laughs> well, and, and it was so weird because they couldn't score goals for like yep. 10 days. Yep. they couldn't score goals, and then you know the rest of the year they didn't have any problems with it at all. Um, yeah, I really, I really don't, I don't see it, man. I, I, the biggest question: how, how quickly do the new guys gel? You know, yep. if it's going to be Taves and Macar, and I think it's going to be Taves and Macar,
0: based on the little we've seen from training camp. Yeah.
1: Give it a whirl. Why wouldn't you try that out as your top pairing? I mean, our fear going in was that they would stick with the comfort. Yep. And if their comfort is Gerard Johnson and not Graves McCarr, I'm good with that.
0: Same. It definitely. I mean, it's just another weapon, right? Every single time you're able to to do anything, add more talent to a level. And this is nothing against Ryan Graves. Like Ryan Graves should still an NHL defenseman. Dude. Yeah. <laughs> but Taze is, he has a skill level that Ryan Graves just doesn't quite reach.
1: Right. Like Devon Taves is going to be a top four.
0: Yep. All right. Let's bring Evan Rowell back in so he can talk to us a little bit about what Jared Bednar said here. <laughs> well, and,
2: yeah, I answered. I asked one of the questions we've been talking about here. So I asked him, you know, PK, who's going to step in there? And it sounds like it's going to be Taves. Um, and he mentioned Timmons too. So they obviously think highly of Timmons and Gilbert. Because um, I asked him, I said, you know, is this somewhere where it's fourth year for Gerard? Is this somewhere you want to play? And he said, you know, Gerard and Macar will kill penalties, but we also have a set amount of time that we want those guys to play, and we don't want to go overboard with that. So I think they understand that they're you know energy limitations with that. They don't want to push it at that point. So. Um, mm-hmm. And then he mentioned, you know, up front, Jost is going to be the first guy, Jost and O'Connor, um, and also Sherwood, who they seem to really like, um, just based off of what they've all said during camp. But, yeah, not too much more today. Uh, well, than, well,
1: O'Connor, O'Connor and Sherwood aren't on the roster at the moment, so they would have to take somebody's job in order for those guys to be PK options.
2: Yeah. So, and then power play. I don't know if you guys looked at that yet, because that's been posted on social media, but power play unit, same on first one, but second unit, they have Saad and Nachushkin alternating in front of the net. Berkey is on the wall, Donskoy and Comfer in the middle, and then they alternated between Taves and Gerard on the point, so... Nothing
0: seems super set in stone right there. so A lot up in the air on the power play then. I I think
1: that's going to be fluid throughout the year because when you throw a ball environment in the mix, that's an area where you want to put him on the ice. And to be honest with you, that's where I would take a guy like Nachushkin off and put Taves with Gerard.
0: I mean, if you go check out our our bottom six hot takes video, Nachushkin is someone we've had targeted to honestly should be playing the PK given his defensive acumen.
1: Yeah, I don't I don't get it. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking like you don't you have you have this guy that got selkie votes last year that you gave an extension to largely because of the defensive excellence with enough offense where you're happy.
0: And you're not playing him on the PK.
1: And you won't play him on that unit that is stuck in the defensive zone all the time. Playing defense. I, not to say that obviously PK defense and five v five defense are different animals uh, with different skill sets, but I mean, come on. Yeah. Why would you not give that a whirl?
0: If it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But yeah, given, given what you've seen, you gotta at least try. Yeah, it, right? given
1: given that JT Confer has been given that job over and, over and over and over and over and has been decimated by the NHL in that in that role, what are we doing here? Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. I
2: mean I do find it interesting he mentioned that's 12 players for the power play and Jost wasn't one of them. I think they finally have realized let's give this guy a role and let's try to develop him. Yeah. As a defensive forward, let's try to get something here like yes, obviously my he's Sam not going Obviously <laughs> he's not a top six forward like just you know we have enough of those. Let's let's try to develop this guy into a very specific role something that we the organization quite frankly could use. Like, if we really think about it,
1: it's not... Oh, absolutely. I mean, imagine if he develops into a really good shutdown player, a really good defensive player with enough offensive pop to stick around, and then you throw a guy like Cout and Shane Bowers next to him, guys who are both really good defensively. That's
0: a nightmare line for us. Right.
1: You have a line that's going to have enough offense to give you problems, but defensively, that's a that's a late-game line that you could start to develop. Mm-hmm. This is this is the first, this is exactly what they needed to be doing with Tyson Jost a year ago, and I tell you, if he ever breaks out offensively and it ever gets there, great. Then maybe you sneak him onto that second power play unit somewhere at some point. Fine, but yeah. until then, like this is that's super encouraging.
2: Yeah. Um. I well we I, I wasn't on the pod the other day, but I'm sure you had to talk about it. You know, we're it's training camp, which means Shane Bednar time.
0: <laughs> he's he's on the hype train again yep. like, are giving praise to his long lost son once again what is it?
1: i said this what two or three years ago now on the show when i said that uh <clears throat> bowers was a guy that that jared bedner was absolutely going to love yep. because of the way that he plays he makes good decisions he's always in the right position he's got good size he's a really good skater <laughs> he does everything that you want The problem hasn't been Shane Bowers. It never has been. It's just been the guys in front of him. It's been too deep of a lineup in front of him. And I think we're at the point now where it's got to happen for him. Mm -hmm. Let's see this. I'm ready. I'm ready for Shane Bowers. I'm ready for the takeover. No offense to to the Pelmars and the Calverts and even the Nachushkin, Ian Cole, those kinds of guys. I'm ready for the young guys that we've been waiting for for a long time with high ceilings. To start, to start rolling in and making it happen.
0: Who's going to be the Alex Tange of the Stanley Cup, is what you're saying here? Which I mean, is going to score the big goal? It's going to be Martin Kow. <laughs> <laughs> love it. Absolutely love it. Martin
1: Kow scores the game-winning goal in, in the last game of the season when the Avs win the Cup.
2: There you go. So, um. I don't know. You guys probably talked. EJ still unfit, and he—they said he can't even enter the building. Um, with him, in, mench- with him mentioning Timmons, like I am wondering if they're just planning on opening night without EJ at this was, point.
1: Was there a follow-up about EJ being in question for opening night?
2: I I didn't catch that part exactly, okay. but I mean, if he mentioned Timmons, like because the reality is, EJ is obviously a big part of the penalty killer there. But if Timmons is the first one that comes to mind,
0: he's obviously going to step in on opening night, would be my thought. And so no Byram not starting quarantine until today, he won't be ready for opening yeah. night either. So
1: he'll be Byron. By, I think when you and I talked about it earlier this week, we said that LA Road Trip game is when Byron yep. should
0: make his debut. Yep. So <laughs> on that note, <laughs> if you haven't checked out our preview series, we've talked about all of these guys Kout, Byram, uh, EJ the list goes on all the bottom six forwards we were talking about earlier. You can check that out. If you want to catch our future YouTube content, be sure to like this video and that helps us a ton, but also subscribe to the channel and get on that. If you really want the notifications, click the bell as well and you'll hear from us, get an email thing every time we go up with a video on YouTube. So yeah, I appreciate it all. Final thoughts here for you guys. Is there a big concern right now, given that we have two teams significantly impacted by COVID and even the Avs still dealing with, at very least, some contact tracing or whatever it is going on with them? Elaborate. Uh, the season is going to happen, right? But mm-hmm. are you concerned that it's going to be a season-long issue of managing COVID and, and maybe not even getting a full 56 games for some of these teams?
1: Am I concerned? No, because it's going to happen. Everybody's going to everybody, every team should plan to reschedule games and to dance around the schedule that we have is not set in stone. And if the ads are going to cancel games, it needs to happen on Tuesdays and Thursdays. Amen to that. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, yeah, I mean, you just have to look at the NFL season to realize that this is probably going to be an ongoing thing that there's going to be adjustments that are going to yep. have to be made. Um, so, yeah, I mean, this is almost, you know, Jackie's not on the podcast, but this is like her dream because I feel like all these guys, all these young guys are going to get playing time no matter what because guys are going to miss time and they're going to have mm-hmm. to play some talented guys. So, guys are going to get looks this year. That's what I, that's the feeling I have.
1: I guess it'll be interesting to see when we say they're going to get looks. Are they going to get a game? Like, okay, Tim, Timmons may play opening night, but if EJ is fine after that, if Timmons has a really good opening night, does do you just slot EJ back in and Timmons good performance was more or less for nothing. Yeah. Like, how do you, how do you kind of balance if you put a guy in there in a temporary spot and he does a good job for you and then, okay, well, yeah, of course you're going to play Eric Johnson, right? He's the, at this point in their career is the superior talent, but does that mean Timmons is first in the next, in the next line? And then, you know, I, I just think it's, how they balance that part of it, if guys are out for two, well, you know, two games at a time or whatever, it, it'll be interesting.
0: I mean, that that whole situation is super tough, right? We're seeing it happen to the Nuggets right now with MPJ, where they're like, "All right, well, he's out for this game. Okay, he's going to miss another day. He's another day. And now all of a sudden, oh, well, he might miss ten more days. Yeah. So, it, definitely going to be tough to track that as as teams are certainly going to have to play some of that by ear when, when players go out for things like contact tracing and otherwise, Mm -hmm. um, uh, again, something we talked about in our preview series with the forwards is they, they especially could make it quite tough to take them out of the lineup with guys like and O'Connor, if they play quite well. Um, so, it's certainly something the Avs are going to have to navigate this year that's a little bit of uh, new territory for them as you mentioned not five minutes ago at, at a certain point you have to you have to roll with the kids. It's just a matter of when that point is yeah and I'm not sure what the contact tracing
2: is, but if it's like seven days or whatever, you know the Avs could have four games in there you know yeah. that's enough time for a guy to come in and be like, "Hey, you know, I deserve to be in this
0: lineup." Definitely true. All right. We'll get out of here then with Chevalier Mortgage. Both Mike and Virginia are not only local CSU alums, but they have been longtime members of us here at DNVR as well. So supporting our sponsors is supporting us. Be sure to head on over to DNVRmortgage.com and enter to win a free DNVR shirt or hat of your choice, but more importantly, get set up with a free consultation to discuss all of your options. Mike and Virginia will work tirelessly to find the best loan for your situation when you Visit them at dnvrmortgage.com. And you can also call Virginia directly at 303 257 6578 if you prefer. You're probably hearing how great mortgage rates are right now, but Mike and Virginia are not just your typical mortgage company. Sure, they have phenomenal rates, but what really makes them different is that Mike is a certified financial planner and looks at so much more than just the rate when designing your home loan. Reach them again at dnvrmortgage.com. Michael Chevalier, NMLS 1931006. Virginia Chevalier, NMLS 1910631. We're going to get out of here for this Friday show. Thank you everyone for watching, listening, however you consume the podcast. We have more previews coming up this weekend, starting to get into the big names. I believe. Landis season preview is coming to you tomorrow on Saturday. So be sure to check that out at 6 p.m. Mountain time over the weekend. And yeah, I guess we will talk to you all again on Monday and we'll be taking you right up and through the start of the season. So hope to see you there and have a good rest of your weekend.